Back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Welcome back to another episode of The Rant. Today is Thursday, February 18th, and we're coming off fresh off a dub. Purdue moves to 14-8 and eight on the season, 9-6 and six in conference, and gets the season sweep on the Michigan State Spartans. That's seven out of the last ten games uh, Purdue has beaten Michigan State. We just got their number, dude. We just got their number. There, I, there's, there's them, Ohio State, and, uh, and IU. Are the teams that Purdue just cannot seem to do anything wrong against. Um, this was the first half was very forgettable, was sloppy. Second half was still sloppy, but definitely a more uh, improved product. You know, just from a viewership standpoint. Uh, I don't know where I want to start with this one. Let's start with the big fellows, dude. Let's do it. Go for it. Um, we knew that. Travion was going to get pretty much whatever he wanted in this game. Again, I mean, he did so in the real, first game against them. Yeah, exactly. Not. Yeah, I saw the the graphic Spartan destroyer. That was yeah. uh, that was yeah. pretty cute. Um, <laughs> I don't know if "cute" the word I would use, but go uh, on. You know, shot really well, thirteen for twenty one. Which again, we've often criticized him for being kind of a high usage guy who's not super efficient, but he was actually really efficient this game. Free throws, whatever. We knew eventually he'd regress to the mean on free throw shooting. Um. 28 points in 31 minutes. That's a really good pace. Six rebounds. He had some nice dimes, actually, which I, I like to see. Yeah, good good dimes on guards cutting to the when basket, getting, yeah, when particularly Jaden. Oh, yeah, he had two behind the head that were actually wild. Um, because the thing is, at one point, I remember the, the color guys were talking about this. Tom Izzo was like, oh, we're not going to start out doubling him. And that lasted all of about 12 minutes. <laughs> and then they started doubling him. Well, yeah, because they're big... They're bigs. All right. Well, we, we were just Our talking about this bigs. right before we started, yeah. right? Bingham played three minutes, got three fouls. So he was pretty mm-hmm. much useless. Other than that, their bigs match up so poorly against Travion. No, I mean, they've got they've got bad. Kithier and Hauser who are who are smaller bigs, right, that are more of, yeah, stretch the floor, step out and shoot bigs. They they could not stop Travion, uh, no. not one-on-one. Yeah, and, and, and the wild thing is that even when he had to go to the bench, because he picked up a couple fouls, uh, in quick succession, kind of bang, bang early. Mm-hmm. And uh, even Edie, even though he wasn't the most efficient shooting, he had eight field goal attempts in eight minutes. And he still had five boards, too. Yeah, which is just nuts. I mean, that just shows how much we were feeding the paint, though. If you take those two guys oh, together, that's at one 29 point, out of 57 our, field goals. From our first guys. 18 points of the game were all in the paint. I mean, yeah, one, we couldn't hit a three, right? But we only took 12 threes in the yeah, game, which might be a season low. It is a season low. Uh, no, it might be... We, we, I think we took 11 in one game. I, I can't remember the off the top of my head, but I mean, that is that is an extremely low number for this team. Yeah. And, and the thing is, we made one until the last, like, I don't know, 10 minutes of the game, and then we hit two. So... Yeah, I'd say Travion. Obviously, you look at the stat line. That's the big stat that jumps out at you. I'll just read off some of the stats from that graphic that you were talking about. So in two games against Michigan State this year, Travion has 54 points, 15 boards, 5 assists in 57 minutes on 22 of 35 shooting. So 
He's not bad. Against them. He is, and and it's just it is a favorable matchup because they don't have a guy that can really slow him down. Even I mean, Bingham is that guy, and he I mean again he was on the floor for he three minutes. <laughs> he was on the floor for three minutes. Um, let's talk. So one thing I did have a concern over coming out of this game is we still cannot guard big men who can shoot the three. We no, we just can't because Joey Hauser was getting. Open shots all day, all day long uh, on Tuesday. I mean, he was 3-5 to five for 3, and it seemed for a while when they were keeping it close, it was always Joey Hauser hitting some some big 3, like a wide-open 3, to either tie it or give them the lead by 1. And it's just, that is the struggle that we have with the bigs that we have because Travion and Zach Eady cannot step out. That. Well, they can't step out and guard big, big guys who can shoot 3, right? They're just not mobile enough. Um, unfortunately, that's there's not really a way to solve that easily with the personnel that Purdue has. That's just something that, unfortunately, yeah, I think you play I, zone like UVA, and we saw what happened to them. So. Yeah, and well, and the other thing is, I just don't think that's something Purdue's going to be good at this year. No. Now next year's a different story because yeah, like we're a, getting some power forward. Well, yeah. And, yeah, and you get like a Caleb first, who is a stretch four, right? Like he is a step out shoot big man. Um, so that'll change, I think, in the future. But this year, I think that's just something that this team is going to have to live with and and eat, right? But they're just going to have to like be more sure up on offense and defensively elsewhere. Which let's get into that. They were defensively sound everywhere else last night. I mean, Jaden Ivy, you say it every every podcast essentially. He is so gifted he's so defensively he's so good on ball defensively though that block he had where he it was help defense right on the weak yeah. side he came up and swatted some guy off the backboard got his own board passed up the floor and that's when we got the transition three from eric hunter right that was huge that was to me like the turning point in the game where it was like all right well clearly now we look like we're in control but it's like he initiates so much off of defense that that it's it's a huge huge game changer for well, yeah, this it's team. Yeah, like obviously I think Hunter is probably the more polished defensive player overall, right? Well, in yeah, a five just in terms five basketball game, but also but just in just terms one of on like one, Ivy on ball is nuts. Well, yeah, his athleticism gives him so many advantages. He's I'd say long, Eric, Eric Hunter so is. Long. I'd say Eric Hunter's the more like intelligent. Yeah. D- like he's not super aggressive defensively but he is he is a smart defender right but Jaden Ivey gifted gifted defender just purely because of athleticism and instincts and stuff like that so that was nice to see I mean six six steals six blocks for Purdue honestly one of the better games just in terms of blocks uh I yeah, feel like forced them into 16 turnovers which is nice and we there only were had a couple seven of their turnovers that were bad yeah there were a couple Some that were just were that bad. were completely unforced right like uh one that sticks out of my mind into the paint and they just throw it over the top out of bounds yeah there were a couple of those but i will say purdue having only seven of their own turnovers hey 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 nick eric hunter zero turnovers any thoughts i'm happy i'm happy with this and the thing is last game last game and today eric hunter or last game and this game on tuesday eric hunter's been phenomenal because he's shooting well finally right he's six of eight from the floor two of three from three hit his one free throw yeah, he only had one board, one assist. But and he's giving up some of his ball handling duties to the other guys, which but is nice because it doesn't put so much pressure. He's on been him. efficient, and he put up fifteen yeah. points. I mean, like that's yeah, that shots, is that's, nice. that's fantastic, right? That's fantastic. That's really Mason cool. Gillis, eight points, all from the free throw line. Love that. Four boards, three assists. 
see the thing is the one stat and i know this sounds like a broken record because i feel like i say this every time the one stat that really makes me bummed is the three-point shooting right because three of 12 with this team is a letdown and sasha will get I'll, i'll get into him in a minute but everywhere else in this game truly was was honestly pretty good right we shot amazing from the field 50 percent from the field with nine misses from three i'll give me that give me that every day give me that every game five for 42 it would be 25 for 42 from two which is insane oh yeah so good yeah free throw shooting you know not great but i I, you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lose my mind over that i'm not gonna lose my mind over that we rebounded yeah we got out rebounded the offensive boards for them were a little uh they got a lot of them. Actually. They got a lot of them. Weird. They out offensive. They got more offensive boards than us. Um, that's not great, but I also know that that's not likely to happen in every game. I think that was more fluky uh, in yeah, this game. I agree with that. The rebounding, whatever. I'll give it the one game pass. Twenty fouls. You know we had twenty fouls. Twenty fouls is 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 a lot. That's a but, lot. You know. I mean, they had twenty five, right? How, how how much of that is really Purdue? How much of that is you know? bad refereeing i'll give it i'll call it i'll call it 50 50 down the middle yeah there should be less fouls but at the same time i'm not worried about it going forward because you saw in the last couple games right purdue hasn't really been too bad foul wise the last couple games so i'm not i'm not worried about that it's just the three-point shooting because it's becoming a consistent low point and a lot of it is because sasha is just nowhere to be found brandon newman's been cold the last two games i get it but he also hasn't taken a lot of shots but sasha since moving to the bench I mean, he took he only took three shots, two of them two of them threes, and he's missed he missed them, and that's like two straight games where he has not hit a three, and that's a little concerning because he is he is that punch that we desperately need, especially beyond the arc. Yeah, I, I just I was thinking that it's at some point if you're if you're a painter right and you know you're going to need this guy to be you know in that Ryan Klein zone. Yeah, where Ryan Klein dropped like thirty in a March Madness game pulling up from the parking lot yeah um <laughs> against tennessee yeah, yeah. That, that was just that was a wild an game. insane that three point one of my all-time peaks of my fandom for any sport um <laughs> i think it's it's at some point you just drop a couple plays to get him this the, the easy threes you know from the corner standing still feet set have somebody like an eye absolutely or someone, and here's the defense and go because it's like he, you saw after he missed the first one, the second one that he took was like an off balance, like well, no, that leaner. that wasn't a three. Like, that that was that was a mid range shot. No, because there was one. The second three he took last, uh, in that game against Michigan State, I remember it because I actually thought, wow, that's actually a great miss because it was it was a wide open shot, right? He was standing still. It's a shot that Sasha hits more times than not, right? And it went in, it rimmed out, like it went in, rimmed out, and I was like, you know what? It's not like he's missing badly, and like that's gonna go down most times. So I wasn't mad at that, but it is like he, the fact that he only took two threes though. That that to me is unusual because usually even if he's zero for, he's, he's still guy. shooting five or six threes a game. Like we've seen Sasha go zero for five, zero for six, right? But that doesn't worry us because we know like oh well we've next game he's three for ten. Yeah, exactly. I mean? like, yeah, yeah, so I just think yeah, he played in twenty four minutes. So even though he's coming off the bench, it's not like he's not playing. Right, he's no. playing 24 minutes, which is still, I mean, it's a little less than Brandon Newman, but it's about the same amount of time on the floor. And the fact that we got 0 for 5, 1 for 7 from the field combined between the two of them in in essentially 50 minutes, 
that that's like your off-ball shooting guard that's not yeah that like you need a little bit more from that going forward but listen if eric hunter's gonna score 15 and jade nivey's gonna score 11 combined with travion's 28 every game then you know we don't need 20 points from brandon newman or sasha stefanovich we need like you know 10 which it's like if ivy hits one of every three threes going forward i am i don't think that's gonna yeah i mean that i don't think it's gonna happen not this season but no (laughs) yeah i'll take that sign me up um but again if you look past the three point numbers honestly it was a pretty decent game for purdue and and it's nice to see after having dropped a couple recently where you had the lead late another team was keeping it close and you lose those right to the to maryland and minnesota it's nice to see that you know they held on not only did they held on but they kind of separated themselves a little bit at the end so that was nice that was nice to see and I, you know, we can pretty much bury Michigan State now because I don't think they're making them. They're not making the tournament. Oh, yeah. What was the, all those guys, the color guys on, on TV? Were <laughs> like, oh, if, Michigan, if Michigan State wants to make the tournament, they got to win. It's like, who was talking about Michigan State making the tournament? Yeah, I, Michigan State might make the NIT. I think most like, people stopped talking about Michigan State in the tournament when they went on their COVID break because they, they no, I mean, they, they've looked over. pretty bad, pretty yeah. start to finish the season. I mean, They'll be back. I'm not saying Michigan State's dead oh, forever, yeah. I but mean, Imani, Imani Bates is gonna <laughs> <help> a lot. <laughs> anyway, so let's move on. Let's start talking about the next matchup, the postponed which Nebraska I... game, dude. Well, I don't think this is the postponed one. This is the this is originally scheduled, but this is the second of the two. Uh, no, it's it's the it was only supposed to be one. It's the postponed one. It's from the uh the one after the, it was supposed to be after the Illinois game, but it got moved. Mm. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let's get into the old Nebraska. Dude, so this is so this 76%. this is this this is this Saturday. Uh, uh, we're just a lot better than them in every facet of everything. And here's the thing: we we thought That's we were better than we thought truth. we thought we were better than them when they were still kind of figuring out when we were still figuring out you know what this team was going to be. At this point in the season, I I feel confident enough in Purdue's team that you know I I'm not necess- I'm not worried about this game, right? And then, oh, well, it's a trap game. Every game in the Big Ten's competitive. It's like, no, no, no. 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 no, These guys are bad. (laughs) No, they are. are. (laughs) Dude, it's a one man band. It's one good player and then a whole bunch of whatever. Sorry. I mean, Teddy Allen scores 17 points a game, but I wouldn't read too much into that considering he takes a lot of shots a game. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's he's taken, he's taken, right? No, he's not, not, but he takes, I mean, he's taken 70 more shots than the next highest person on the team. Oh, you mean the Delano band? No, Trey McGowan's. But yeah, he is, he is their guy. And if you can just shut him down, which I'm willing to bet we'll be putting Mason Gillis on him, just uh, yeah, matchup he's wise. kind of like a, he's kind of like a stocky like big body kind of dude he's like six he's a guard yeah but he's a little closer to a small forward a than pounds. a guard yeah hmm. i mean i again there's not a ton to say about this game because nebraska's just i mean they're five and 14 they're last in the big 10 they've lost let's see they do have the guy with the best name in the big 10 though. they've lost six of the last seven what is it Thorier oh yeah, Yarnison. he's been there for. It feels like he's been there for eight years, but yeah, he's a senior from Iceland. Um, I, yeah, there's not a whole lot to say about this game. Just 
Again, shut down Teddy Allen, you smoke these Yeah, players. exactly. If, if you can stop one player, I'm not worried about the rest of the team beating us. I'm, I'm, I'm just not. I'm just not, this if I'm being perfectly honest. Band. This is more of a one-man band than Minnesota. This is more of a one-man band than Maryland. This but the thing is, the one-man one band, band, the one-man band with Minnesota is like Marcus Carr could drop thirty on you, right? He could drop yeah. forty on you if you're kidding. Exactly. Like I'm not particularly worried about Teddy Allen dropping forty on me or thirty. You know, maybe I'm worried about him dropping twenty. Yeah. I mean, Allen. Let's see. This season, his highest is twenty-six in a game. Yeah, he said 25, 26, and then a bunch of not that. So, I'm, I'm, their, their leading rebounder is a guard, right? That's how I'm not yeah, worried. That's, that's how I'm not worried, all right? Here's the thing, though. I I don't want to just, like, completely be like, oh, just a win is okay. No, nah, we got to beat the target. Yeah, it's, guys. well, because, you're, at the, you're at the point in the season where you can't, you don't, you don't just want to win. You want to gain confidence, right? So, blowing people out is a great way to build confidence. Well, it's also everybody in the Big Ten that is anybody beats the tar out of these guys i'm not trying to be mean to nebraska like i hope your program I mean, gets better look, in the next few years but like everybody beats you guys uh I, although i will say they did play illinois to overtime uh, yeah i don't know early in february illinois you, you know what that's so actually illinois i don't understand them because they, they are the most like flipsy flopsy team because like one game they'll play like they're the best team in the country and then the next team they allow nebraska to hang around into ot and it's like <laughs> they just play very fast and loose i mean that's kind of the style that they play right yeah i mean they lost to maryland uh the first time on uh tuesday they lost by 14 they lost to wisconsin by 13 they lost to minnesota by 18 they lost to michigan state by 10 and by 7 they lost to indiana by 8 they lost to ohio state by 30 36 excuse me Lost to Michigan by 11. Yeah, I mean, pe- yeah, the top tier teams in the Big Ten blow them out. So, if Purdue wants to they be... beat Penn State, it, well, it's just hilarious. Like, it, if we want to start being serious about, like, oh, we might actually be good. Like, we might win a game or two in the tournament. We might do something, right? You want to blow the teams you're supposed to blow out. You need to blow them out. Well, it's also, this helps for your seating, right? Because you're not just getting oh, yeah. seated against you're going the Big for, Ten teams. You're getting seated against the You're getting the style country. points at this point. Exactly. You're getting style points. Because you're in the tournament. Purdue's in the tournament right now. Even if they, oh, they lose the rest of their games, they are still in the tournament. They're right? still probably in the tournament, yeah. But at this point, you got to go for style points, right? And, and Purdue, again, we mentioned this. They had one of the easier schedules in the Big Ten, you know, the last six or seven games. And... You need to capitalize on that, right? And part of that is blowing people out and convincing people that you're, you know, well, you're on a hot streak. You are yeah. a formidable opponent. Well, it's like the difference between being, let's say, like a three and a four. You might think, oh, what's the difference? It's like, well, that's the difference between you're playing a one seed, you yeah, know, like two rounds course, earlier than you would otherwise, right? Because let's be real. In the tournament, if you're not a one seed, the game is let's avoid the one seed as long as possible because usually they're the one seed for a reason. Like, usually those are teams with a lot of NBA guys, yeah. you know, and great coaches on top of it. And so, like, I, I'm a bit of, like, an NCAA tournament statistics nerd. Mm-hmm. It is – your seed actually doesn't correlate that well to how well you do in the tournament unless you're, like, a one or a two or, like, very, very low. But what does correlate exceedingly well to how well you do in the tournament is how long you have to go before you play the one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. usually your last few rounds are all one seeds anyways, because it's the one seeds from the other regions, assuming they take care of business. So yeah. the difference between a six and a five or between a, a three and a four is huge. It's huge. Yeah. 
And again, you're competing against the rest of the country. So you want to say, hey, I'm better than the fourth best team in the Big 12, even though I might only be the sixth best team in the Big 10. I'm better than the third best team in the ACC, right? Yeah. Especially since UVA left the door wide open now because they they screwed up. Yeah, they got blown out by Florida State. We won't right. get into that. That's Monday's no, conversation. But, it's but just in general, one thing I do want to point out, just if we want to, if we want to talk about actual like tangible statistics for this game, I mean, again, we said just from the eye test, Purdue is the better team. They should win this game. But if you want to go into stats, Purdue shoots. Amazingly, they shoot better from three. They shoot better from free throw percentage. They shoot better from the field. They have less turnovers per game. Uh, they have more assists That's per game. That's actually wild. We have less turnovers per game than them? Yeah, I mean, by, by, by like one turnover. It's not a big deal. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, we score more points than them. This, actually, shockingly, they do rebound just a, just a hair better than us. Yeah, we also give up six points less per game, though. So, so it's those, those reasons... Why? And we have done it against... Well, well, they've also missed a ton of games. So those stats are also weighted a lot less than Purdue's because Purdue's played a full season of games. Well, to be honest, also, I think that the uh, points per game metric is weighed up a little bit by 110 points against Dwayne and 102 (laughs) points against whatever MCNS is. Oh, McNeese State? Juggernaut. McNeese State, yeah. (laughs) Juggernaut of the other Scottish last name state university system. <laughs> they can play McCormick State and McDougal State for the for the best Scottish last name university title. Uh, anyway, we're not gonna we're not gonna go too <laughs> too hard on uh, Nebraska. They've got they've got too many things uh, to worry about right now. Oh no, it's just kicking them while they're down at this point. Yeah, that's we really can't lose now, or we're gonna look extra dumb. Yeah, but we'll be the first to admit it. We'll be the <laughs> yeah. first. Yeah. Oh, don't to worry. Admit. Yeah, I'm. I'm the first guy to call. I'm just. Stupid. I'm just looking at the standings too. Purdue. So Purdue's tied for, tied for fifth technically with Wisconsin, who they do play coming up. That will be a, That's huge, be game. a huge game. Also, because they're ranked now. Yeah, and Wisconsin is good, right? Like on any given night, if they decide to play well, they're you know a top four team in the Big Ten. But if they don't, they're also a bottom four team in the Big Ten, right? We've seen them have some bad losses. We've also seen them have some very competitive wins. So that will be a tough game. Wisconsin's always like that, right? They always play people tough. Yes. Yeah, they're very gritty. They, you know, Brad Davison. Even when they, yeah, when they always, got to the title game, that was just such a gritty team. Um, but that will be a huge game, just an immediate impact in the Big Ten standings and Big Ten tournament. But also just, you know, overall, the perception of big 10 seeds in the in march madness so wisconsin's a name brand team right you beat them like that's a yeah well and and the general consensus around the country is yeah wisconsin is a good team it's a well-run program and then you know it's a it's a upper class team too so it's like oh if you beat them and you're a young team oh that's a big deal well and and the great okay so the top three seeds right now are pretty much untouchable right michigan illinois ohio state they're multiple games ahead of everybody and yes i don't see them dropping games unless multiple games especially yeah exactly. although ohio state michigan do play each other so that yeah, could get it that would only affect right. the top three exactly. really unless ohio state loses which again we'll and, and so and then the next three four so iowa wisconsin purdue rutgers are kind of within a game of each other basically up or down and so i will say i will say really quick Iowa has a ridiculous schedule going forward. That's what I'm saying. 
you can take advantage of that because I think because if Purdue Iowa wins, drops one or two of those games and Purdue wins out, all of a sudden Iowa drops and Purdue exactly. leapfrogs them. I was, I was just about because to say that. because Iowa has to play Wisconsin, Wisconsin twice, twice, Michigan, and Ohio State, and they have to play Penn State, who has been kind of a sneaky competitive with a lot of teams. So who knows? Who knows? And we know Iowa has struggled recently. Uh, you know, people figured them out because their guard play is. Not worth I mean, they have to play Ohio State again, who beat them once, right? So, and Michigan's going to beat them, and it's going to be at Ohio State. And I know Michigan's there's no fans, beat, but Michigan's still, gonna Michigan's going to beat them. Michigan's going to beat them for sure. Michigan's so that's why I'm saying, like, if Purdue, because if Purdue beats Wisconsin head to head, and then Iowa loses one or two games, and Purdue wins out, they he, they Purdue leapfrogs both and has a chance to finish fourth, which yeah. would be a wild turn event. It's this is, well, it's going to come down to the you're wire. Talking about being a three seed in the tournament because the one, the one through three is pretty set. It's going to be any one of those three teams. But then the the four through like six, seven seed that can still change a ton. Even the four through eight. I mean, Indiana's not even out of it yet, right? Like Indiana could finish up, up in five if they if they really played well. I I do think that we have the most advantageous schedule oh absolutely absolutely because even and, even if you say you know what even if we i hope we don't but even if you drop the wisconsin game i mean wisconsin they have to play iowa twice right the mm-hmm. same thing goes for them yeah so there's split that series, there's more more chances for i for for wisconsin for to have teams. losses than purdue does if we're just being yes. completely yeah you know because they have to they have to also honest. play illinois so they have to play iowa twice and they have to play illinois so let's assume Let's just let's have some fun here. I say Iowa and Wisconsin split the series, so mm-hmm. each takes one. Wisconsin loses to Illinois. I feel pretty confident about that. Okay, even assume they beat Purdue and then they beat Northwestern. That's still only going. They're going three and two out of their last five, so they're going to finish. What is that? Eighteen and nine. Is my math correct there? Um, I'm gonna be honest. I was not paying attention to the numbers. <laughs> I don't know. That's fine. That's we'll fine. we'll go with that. Yeah. Also, I, just, I don't understand. How, oh, okay. It's just conference. Okay. Yeah. I was like, how do we have less games than them? Because they played an extra out of conference game. I also will say, I'm so glad Purdue played uh, Ohio State early in the season. Because we snuck away. And I mean, that twice without their best players. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, <laughs> that's, an, that's another thing wins. to talk about. It's another thing to talk about. Ohio State on the season has four losses, right? All four of those losses, well, all four of those losses also came when they weren't playing all three of their best players. So that's yeah, something to be really said. Unlucky. If they play, if, that the, team is if, nasty. if they play with all of their players healthy, that is a, well, and and they are, Purdue, honestly, like, oh, no, absolutely. I don't, I don't think anyone would say otherwise. Yeah. Purdue just had their number. It's just, it's yeah. just one of those situations, but I'm glad we played them earlier in the season because Ohio State now is a completely different team. Even when we played them a month ago, right in January and we beat them. Uh, and that was a close game, also. So how how bad do you want that Minnesota loss back right now? I mean, so you didn't it would make all of this it would make roping. it would make things definitely a and lot that easier. Maryland loss. At, I mean, oh, th- you can you can nitpick all you want. There's all a couple. All the other ones a, I'll take, but those two. Even if you wanted to talk about the the, the Miami and the Clemson loss early in the season, right? Because Clemson yeah, that in conference, so I don't care. Yeah, but that Clemson loss doesn't look. I mean, we thought, oh, that's a good loss because Clemson's a good team, but Clemson turned out to be like kind of average this year. And they were winnable yeah. games, right? That would just help us in terms of an overall perspective. Well, those but are like two ugly losses off your record. The Miami one especially, because Miami's very bad. Anyway, we will we won't go all all down the wormhole. The Big hole. Ten is getting wild, though. I mean, we're getting close to the finish. We are we are 
it's very also close. Iowa to... all of a sudden just started dropping games left, right, and center, right? Yeah, they they reopened the door for a whole bunch of teams to be competitive. Uh, Literally four at yeah. the top in the top six spots. So a lot's going to happen over the next three weeks, right? That's how much we've got left in the season. And uh, Purdue has a Purdue, well, Purdue has a it is like a golden opportunity to just. To just sneak their way, to yeah. The to just really, <laughs> it is going to be like a sneak. Like, oh, I'm just gonna, you know, oh, oh, oh you're gonna leave that? Oh, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> exactly. that kind of a situation. So, yeah, Stole we'll see. Those two wins at Ohio State, we will which is see. great because none of the teams below us can beat Ohio State. Nobody in the Big Ten can beat Ohio State besides us. Anyway, uh, we'll have the recap for the Nebraska game since that's what we were initially talking about before we got completely off topic. We'll have the recap for that game Saturday after the game. Um, and uh, we'll yeah we'll we'll be talking some NBA stuff this week as well, and we'll do our college rankings on Monday. So until next time, we'll see you.